This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. It's an interesting Monday morning, everybody, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 22nd, episode 2624, brought to you today by Kem and Equine. Good morning, horse people. Well, I'm not even going to play the opening bumper music today because I just want to, I want to talk to everybody about uh, why you might not have been able to reach our shows over the weekend. And if you're listening to this one, it means it's the problem's been fixed. Yeah, obviously, we're kind of talking to no one, aren't <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah, so what's happening is we have a hosting company. When you have a podcast, you have a company that hosts your sound files and distributes them out to you. And they're a much bigger company than we are with much bigger servers than we have. So when thousands of people request to listen to the show at the same time, then they send the signal out and you get the show. Um, well, we have a hosting company that we use. We have several hosting companies that we use for different shows. This one is hosted on one that we use for about 10 of our different shows, including Jamie's other show, uh, Retired Racehorse Radio. And Dressage and Plaidcast and some of those are on this company, too, because it's a, it's a bigger company. They've been around a long time. I really like them. They treat us well. And they're really good. Uh, well, they apparently got the attention of hackers who decided yesterday to start what's called a denial of service attack. And what that means is they these hackers have compromised have taken over thousands of computers around the world through malicious software might even be yours they might even be yours and you're not even you don't even know it and what they do is they start flooding the companies like our hosting company with requests so they start sending people to the website and but they send them by the millions of requests come into the website at all at the same time well the website servers can't handle that amount of traffic and they go down so that's what happened yesterday. Uh, and then they contact, usually through Twitter, ironically enough, through bogus accounts on Twitter, they contact the company and they say, and they've been doing this to hospitals all along, and hospitals will usually pay millions of dollars to stop the attack. So um, they contacted this, this server company that we use, and they said, you know, pay, pay up or we'll continue. And the server company said, hell no, we're not going to pay you, and contacted the FBI. Well, the... Hackers found that out, and they put a. They actually put a response up on Twitter again. Do you want to hear what they wrote? Uh, I yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure I understand all this, but go ahead. Okay, so um, so they're now sending these millions of requests to our server company, which has caused their servers to crash. And request means they're trying to listen to episodes. Yep. Or they just send people to the website, or they send these bogus computer requests to the website. So they're just trying to cook. All they have to do is try and go to pages on the website. And if there's millions of So they're just trying millions, to crash everything. Yeah, they crash it. That's basically what they do. But they keep it crashed. They keep these requests coming so that the company never has a chance to get it back up. Um, and they have so many computers compromised around the world that they can do this. And they wrote to the, and it, by the way, the guy's name on Twitter who wrote to Buzzsprout uh, and said, "Group." His name is Grupta Dexio Eo. 
which you know is a real Sounds name. Legit. But, yeah. Uh, it says, you abused our goodwill, and therefore I will activate all attacks again. No punctuation, by the way. Just like a really bad ad. Uh, all attacks again. You did not keep your word, and that's why we are posting billions of requests to your site. Okay, so basically, these people went in, they're like, they kind of held hostage. They hold the, you hostage, right. The websites. That's what they do. And they and, what, the way they do it to medical, to hospitals, is they do the same thing, only it shuts down the internal systems of hospitals so the nurses and doctors can't get to patient records. So they crash the internal systems also so that they can't get to patient records. So they're out of business, basically. And the hospitals then pay these millions of dollars to get them back up because what are they going to do? So, you know, with with a company like Buzzsprout, they can try and work around it and, you know, stop the attacks and, you know, notify the authorities because they didn't want to pay or they can't pay. I don't know which. Uh, but now I've been I found out this morning that they're also going after other podcasting hosts. Uh, so Spreaker is one of them. They're a big one. Uh, Listen Notes is another one. There's a big one that they're going after. And I'm sure they're going to be others. Uh, so apparently podcasting's grown up enough that they think that we're a good target to attack now. So they have it, money they can pay. Yeah. So we're Dude, not being I attacked personally, you, but you can't get to our files. So I've been I've been binging this show called Designated Survivor. Oh yeah. And it's all about the government and like uh, scandals and it doesn't that drama. have what's his name as the president or whatever? Sutherland. Yes, yes. It's very twenty four, which <laughs> yes. I only watched like two or three of. But yeah. the show is it's really good. Like I'm hooked. But this reminds me of something you would see on Designated Survivor. Like all of a sudden, these hackers are sweeping through and ruining the lives of podcasters everywhere. And and the thing is, is this can be holding it one ransom. guy. <laughs> That's the incredible part. It can be one guy, or it can be a nation state like North Korea. North Korea is the one that has done this the most. Uh, Russia will do it too, but North Korea does it for the money. And apparently, North Korea they think has been responsible for a lot of the hospital attacks. And they well, think that North Korea has made billions of dollars doing this. All of you listeners in North Korea, could you please <laughs> tell your friends yeah. to stop doing this yeah. because we all are just in it for the love of horses. Yeah, that's okay? one of our big demographics. Is North, North Korea. North Korea has a lot of equestrian uh, things going on. So please, can you tell your people to stop? <laughs> so that's what's happening. If you're listening to us, as I said now, that means that they've gotten it fixed and they've, you know, they, they've got around the hackers and we're back in business again. North Koreans, unite! <laughs> now, they did assure me this morning that they do have backups of everything because that would be a problem. Uh, if they lost all our sound files then we would be starting over and that would be a major nightmare. Uh, that would have Glenn pulling what's left of his hair out um, because I would ha we would have to go back and find all those sound files just to just to get back in business. And I don't really want to do that. So oh, let's move on. Well, yeah. we, well, we, We're we going to think happy thoughts. Possibly nobody's <laughs> listening to this. So you're going to get Glenn and I just rambling for uh, about an hour well, about nothing. It's convenient because our guest that was scheduled for today got sick and canceled last night. So <laughs> it's Deanne's going to be here from Horse She's Nation. She's Korean, She's, the guest was. And yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hostage. And, yeah, that's correct. Uh, but Deanne will be here from Horse Nation because Deanne is always here whether we're on the air or not. But why don't we do some Daily Witties just for the fun of it? You know what birthdays go on, hackers or not? Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> 
two of our longest running listeners are, well, listeners' husband, too, uh, our birthdays today. Linda Gettick, she's been around probably since this show started. And also Jason Crabtree, Rhonda Crabtree's husband. So he's a horse husband, but Rhonda is our legacy listener. She's listened to every episode of every show we've ever done from the beginning. So uh, I met Jason on cruises and, and when they visited down here, super nice guy. And uh, the quintessential horse husband who wants nothing to do with the horses. So uh, so happy birthday to Jason. Also, we had some auditors raise pledges last week. We had Jessica, Caroline, and Ellen all raise their pledges. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear this where I thank you. All right, you don't have to play it again because horses around the world are getting upset. But Chili is winning. We don't need to hear it because it's my brother's birthday, and I guarantee you he's no, not. No, wait a minute. To this, this isn't your twin brother, is it? No. Oh, good, because I was going to say I didn't know it was your birthday. Today. <laughs> well, I, the reason I remember my brother's birthday and I remember this particular date is because they happened on the same day. I met Chad. Uh, today, now 13 years ago, and it was kind of monumental. I never remember dates, but I remember it was my brother's birthday, and I was so sick of my life and the where that I was was in my career and just miserable in my existence that I hopped a plane to go meet a guy that lived up in Philadelphia, okay? And I didn't know the guy at all, uh, not not great. But I was like, I was so bored and I had money and I was like, sure, I'll buy a plane ticket today. My brother's like, I can't believe you're leaving on my birthday. And I'm like, you're like 34. Nobody cares. Yeah. Anyway, so I hopped this plane and I get to the Atlanta airport and I sit down on the plane and then Chad sat down next to me. So we, we celebrate February 22nd is my brother's <laughs> birthday, whatever. I met my husband <laughs> on this day. So anyway, happy anniversary. Plus we also have this, I have some really good news. Um, you know, we've had these crazy storms and all this drama and nightmare and poor Michaela Webb, our listener could not get her new horse. She adopted from horse and, uh, horse and hound. And he finally loaded up on the trailer this morning. So Michaela, your horse is on the way. Get country. There's no snow coming. in the forecast. The horse should make it. I, I'm not answering all of anything else <laughs> other than I know he got on the trailer this morning. Where, and he loaded does he have a long trip? Yes, and he's going to where it's colder. So oh, great. That. Good for Yay. you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think horses on the tr on the ride when it's getting colder and colder, or in our case coming down here in the summer is getting hotter and hotter going – why me? Why did, why did this person adopt me? I, I wonder if they're like, man, I really got to pee. I don't want to <laughs> pee in here. Can we just stop so I can pee? Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scooter does not like going in the trailer. He kind of go, waits till after. All right. So I have a product review for you. Would you like to hear a product review? This is not a paid product review, by the way. This is just something I tried. Actually, listeners recommended this product. And okay. I finally got to try it over the weekend. And I, it really works. So, you know, with aluminum trailers, especially white aluminum trailers, you get those black streaks that show mm -hmm. up on the trail. That happens to all white aluminum horse trailers, right? You get the black streaks. In our case, we also get mold. Very green, ugly mold. On the, on the aluminum? On the outside aluminum, you get black streaks, oh. right? So I can, they're very difficult to get rid of. And I finally said, what do you use to get rid of the black streaks? I could get rid of the mold. There's many products for that. But the black streaks were another problem. And uh, they recommended something called BioClean Black Streak Remover. 
And you the t- name says it all. Says it all. And sure enough, you put it in a little spray bottle and you just spray it on the trailer. Now it takes some buffing, but you spray it on the trailer and you take a dry rag and you wipe it. If I had, I'm going to try this, and it takes some buffing and it comes out. I mean, it takes a, it's like two or three rounds of this and you can get them off completely because they're really stubborn. Um, but if I had a buffer for the drill, if I had one of those big, big cloth buffers or whatever they are, I think it would come off pretty, pretty easily. So I'm going to try that, but it does work. Black streak remover. It's the only thing I've found that works. And it, by the way, it does an excellent job on the mold. Takes the mold right off. Gosh, uh, I forgot. But, like I have an aluminum trailer, but here's the extent of me taking care of my aluminum trailer because I'm like, <laughs> it's aluminum, it's fine. Is we had a hailstorm, and you know, in your dressing room, those bubble c- ceiling things that that they are, you yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. twist them up or down to get air. Well, a hailstorm came. By the way, <clears throat> it's called a what? A vent. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a plastic bubble vent, right? Yep. And a hailstorm came and punctured that and drove hail through that onto the floor. And I didn't know until I opened the door and there was like a wet spot because I was checking everything after the last hailstorm. And uh, currently, we duct taped it. <laughs> so that's his, that's his loving well, that, as that's a horse. That's a horse person approved uh, fix right there. Thank you. Thank you. You can't open it anymore, but by God, you can't, can't open it's not it and you can't see it. out of it. There's no light comes in anymore. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so there Fine. you go. You can buy it at Amazon. It's called a Black Streak Remover. It's from BioClean, and it's twenty six dollars for a gallon. So that's my wow. that's my product review. And it's not an advertisement. You just no. used it, liked it. I just used it, and liked it. I think it was a listener that recommended it actually, because I was asking, "What do I use?" Because I couldn't get them off. So I definitely like it, and apparently it works on campers too. So if you have a camper and RV that gets the black streaks, you can use it for that as well. Would you like next my fact of the day or study show? Your choice. Oh, my God. It's all you. Let's go with fact of the day. You're coming up later. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you talk later. Sorry. And now it's time for today's equestrian. Who knew? Fact of the day. That's right. I'll give you my fact of the day. It's all about Palomino horses today. The word Palomino is of Spanish origin, and they're figuring that it could have come from a grape that actually, it's kind of a golden-colored grape, a Spanish grape that they used to make wine, or possibly from the Spanish conquistador. Conquistador. Thank you. I can never say that name. Juan de Palomino. And uh, he received one of these golden horses as a gift from Cortez, apparently, and they said, well, maybe he the horses... uh, uh, got that name from him. I like him. that better. He, uh, the Palomino horse was named. I mean, this is like a trivia fact. Come on, Alex. Okay. Palomino <laughs> horses were right. named for the Spanish conquistador Juan de Palomino, who received one of these golden horses as a gift from Cortes. Now, I mean, that is some Jeopardy stuff right there. According to history, uh, Queen Isabella, that's right, Chris Columbus, you know, that, that queen, uh, kept 100 pale Palomino horses in her stable and reserved the right to own and ride horses of this color for nobility only. So only nobility were allowed to ride Palominos in Spain. Well, I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's due to her passion for Palominos that these horses are still to this day called Isabellas in Spain. So if you hear them called Isabella Palominos, that's why. 
All right, uh, Alex, uh, I'll take <laughs> what do they call horses in Spain that are Palominos? Oh, would that be a hundred dollar question or the five hundred dollar question? By the way, that's the five hundred. That's <laughs> I mean, who knew? It's exactly who knew. <laughs> uh, she sent a Palomino stallion and five mares over to the New World once it was once Chris uh, discovered it and yes. wanted to populate the new lands uh, with Palominos as kind of a signature for her. So that's why she sent those over. At least that's the story. She wasn't the only one that liked this color. They were also favored by the ancient Chinese emperors and the kings of Yemen. So what did the, what did the Chinese call Palomino horses? I have no idea. I think they know that because of the they did a lot of writings on wall and their writings were in color crayon, so they knew what color the horses were. How about we ask our North Korean listeners how to pronounce? <laughs> yes. So if all of our North Korean <laughs> listeners could please email me Jamie at horseradionetwork.com and let me know what you call Palomino horses and maybe what and you know what we've got to have some. You know you're listeners- going to piss off the North <gasps> Korean hackers and they're going to attack my website next. Thanks a lot, my buddy. My brother in law speaks Mandarin. I'm going to text really? him right now how to say Palomino horse. How does he speak Mandarin and why? It's I'm not allowed to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you, but then I'd have to they kill, kill you. you. <laughs> well, I'm going to get the study show today because I made it three weeks ago. We'll do it later in the show, okay? Because I made it Sounds. three weeks ago and we still haven't gotten to it yet. The studies Sounds. are going to be over and ancient by the time we actually get to them. Um, yeah, I'm, they're still going to be stupid, so that's a guarantee. <laughs> there'll be new studies that have totally negated these studies by the time we talk about them. I know. You could literally <laughs> Google study show right now and come up with an incomplete yeah, antonym for right. every study. That's right. All right, here we, we go. We should Before... try that someday. We should do the study, and then the study that we, we'll do, we can talk about the study, and then the study that negates it. Yes, yes. Be, it's true. <laughs> well, hey, before we do that, let's hear from our title sponsor, because a fallen section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from a headache and a repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in. A fence is not unlike the intestinal barrier this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section of fence or loosen tight junctions in the gut lining? Holes or leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier, known as leaky gut syndrome, can result in various health and welfare problems. And it's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses, but there is something you can do about it. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption, and a positive attitude. For optimal health, ensure your feed includes Clostat, Butaprol ZEQ, and Chemtrace Chromium from Chem and Equine. Learn more at chemin.com slash leaky gut. That's K-E com slash leaky gut. It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. And we are going to do that today with our friend Deanne. Hello. Hello. Happy Monday morning. You don't sound very happy. It's Monday morning. Is is it dragging you down? You know, it's it's all good. We um we took the kids skiing yesterday. And oh, you're tired. I, yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, and I I laugh because I in the pre kid days and even in the just one child days, I skied a lot. Like, 
And, you know, I live in Pittsburgh. I would fly to Colorado and I would get in 20 or 30 days in Colorado and I would ski over 50 days a year, which is not a lot for folks who actually ski a lot. But for a Pittsburgher, not a Pittsburgher, for somebody who lives in Pittsburgh, you know, that's like a fair amount. But I've been like this really bad ski mom in that I haven't taught my children to ski. And I was like, okay, like it's time. Um, So we went skiing yesterday. And let me tell you that taking three children to the ski slope, like kind of super sucks. And I can see why I didn't do it before now. (laughs) Okay. You know, what's really funny is that right before I had my shoulder surgery, Chad's like, we need to go somewhere before, you know, this happens. Let's go skiing. And we had to teach Lucas. He's seven. He hasn't really skied much. You know, we need to, we need to get on it. It's time. And all I could think of was like, that's so much work. You got to like <laughs> yes. go to the thing. You got to carry your skis and walk around those stupid clump clump boots. And then I got to carry, I'm going to have to carry his crap because he's not going to carry his skis up. And, you know, Chad's going to be like the Sherpa for the whole family. Cause I'm going to be complaining. I like, and then it's like a million dollars for us. I was like, mm, it's cold. Why don't we go somewhere warm? And it's then we ended be- up beach <laughs> we ended up not going anywhere so <laughs> but i had the right. surgery and it's fine um but yeah and it's it's yeah. and it's funny because imagine. you know i haven't rented equipment in eons if ever and i kind of have refused to full out buy my kids equipment because i'm not taking them as much right and so i was like okay it's fine we'll just rent like my kids are little it doesn't matter oh my god i forgot how much rental equipment is bad <laughs> and how much the yeah. process is horrible, like the whole thing. So it, first world I mean, problems. Oh my God. Know, right. Pain. right. It's exhausting. And, and exactly. And then the whole thing, like I even ski instructed for a while. I'm like, whatever I can teach my kids to ski like biggest mistake in the world. That's not true. No, I That's can't like teaching your kids to horseback ride. Like yeah, you just you got to hire somebody, which I have also farmed out. Like my daughter is in weekly riding lessons <laughs> pay to ride other people's horses. So yeah. I don't have to teach her. Yes. And that's a good thing. That's a smart thing. Well, hey, before we uh, run out of time I, I do, uh, and continue complaining about our kids because Glenn's already <laughs> tuned out. Uh, <laughs> for the first time, I think since I was seven years old, which was just a few years ago, uh, I have a gray horse and you oh, guys you. wrote, <laughs> y'all wrote an article about the five stages. It says the five stations of, uh, five stages of grays in the winter, but it's, kind of in the middle there. It's grief in the winter. So, um, yes, gray horses are beautiful. And the good news is mine has, because he came directly off the track has been in a, from ears to tail blanket the entire time I've owned him practically. So <laughs> the only thing that's really dirty is his cheeks and his jowls because he rubs those on the ground. But that is, I'm, I'm in big trouble come spring. Oh, yeah, you are. And I, I have to say this article that this five stages of grief slash grays in the winter is probably one of I'm not supposed to play favorites, but it's probably one of my favorites that we've had in a while. Um, and part of it is I just love the play on the five stages of grief. Um, the other part is that, you know, our my writer, Kristen Brennan, just, you know, she I love kind of her self-deprecating humor and her her willingness to totally make fun of herself. <laughs> um, I do. And, I, yeah. On our yearly late Indian summer day, I scrub him head to toe one final time, admire my work as he glows in the sunlight. And I think to myself, this year is going to be the one. At that point, she's in denial. 
And then comes the next stage. Why don't you tell us what it is? Which is anger. And, you know, the first couple of times the horse comes in just covered head to foot in mud. She goes, I can feel my blood pressure rise. Eventually the frustration wins out. And before I know know it, I'm standing on my front porch screaming over and over again. Why? Marcus, of course, looks at me with what's the problem as he drops to roll again. <laughs> Stage three is bargaining because you realize anger is futile and you find yourself in the third stage of coping. The negotiations are small, an extra treat in exchange for less rolls that day. <laughs> you know, I, I had a horse, a bay horse, his name was Groot. And uh, bless his new owner's heart. I, I always said every time I saw that horse, I was like, thank God you're not gray. Cause that was the biggest <laughs> mud pig I ever had seen. And it uh, looks like her horse is the same because stage four Deanne is depression. She says <laughs> by late winter, my once beautiful steed is now a, what feels like permanent shade of mud. And the fourth stage of coping sets in. <laughs> Which, and I feel like that is accurate on so many levels. One, because you just accept that your gray horse is not gray for the winter. And then two, like you're at that point in the year where it's just gray and gross out anyway. <laughs> so you might as well just lump it all in together. Yeah, I feel like um, what happened, fortunately for me, was the horse came pretty quickly off the racetrack. So he did. he's still very gray and beautiful when I take the blanket off. But as soon as I take it off, I'm pretty sure he's just going to go absolutely nuts. And, and the stage five is acceptance. And that's when you just give up. I was thinking like maybe next year I can bathe him right before it get like on the day it starts to get cold and put the blanket on him and see him in the spring and see him in the spring and call it a day. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and it's least- funny because I have not gray horses and they're not, it's not just that I can't see it. They're also just not mud balls. Mm-hmm. Right. Like on the, occasion that my chestnut comes in with a little bit of mud scrape like stuck to her it's like on one side of her rump or like yeah (laughs) or just a little bit on her cheek and you know here I am like 10 minutes later ready to ride and my friend with her gray is like still currying off the first quarter of her horse I I don't understand is it the fact that it just shows more is it the fact that gray horses legit don't want to be spotted by predators so they're like let's make ourselves brown Ooh, that I like that legitimacy. I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah. But I just think it's a spite thing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good to be like, um, yeah, I'm trying to color, cover myself. It's like people with paint horses. They always say the white parts of their paint horse get the dirtiest. You know, well, duh. They're well, trying right. to cover up those white spots. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, obviously, if you run your hand along your brown horse, you know your brown horse is not clean. Like, it's like your hand comes away dirty. But you but, can't see the stains. So, yes. And I'm like... That wasn't a poop stain. We'll just curry that right away. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a sad when my gray horse's blanket, like f- the f- the first blanket I put on him, somebody ripped the somebody. from about mid flank all the way to the to the liner on the back. So that blanket is pretty much toast. But then the next, I just put it his other lighter blanket on him because the snow's gone and it's red. But now it's actually just mud, like the whole thing. So I know what I'm in for once the blanket <laughs> is removed. But I'm just trying to stave it off as long as possible. <laughs> One of the things I loved in Kristen's article too is that she says, you know, I look at photos of other people's horses in the snow and like the jealousy. I can't handle it, basically. <laughs> 
<laughs> because it's so beautiful and mine just find mud. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now before we let you go, I want to talk to explain this whole pony dad thing. I didn't, I didn't really have time to understand it. Okay. So, um, pony dad is, he's a blogger. He's a Danish blogger. Um, who reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I have this column I'm starting and I thought it might be a good fit for Horse Nation. So I kind of read through his samples and I was like, yes, it absolutely would be a good fit for Horse Nation. So what it is, is he has a daughter who got into horses and being like the supportive, loving father he is, he was like, I will help you. I will go to the barn. I will like be there when you ride. <laughs> and so it's his blog about kind of his, you know, baptism by fire introduction to the horse world. Um, so yeah, so that's his, that's the whole kind of shtick behind it. And then in this month's blog, he has a color index he developed, right? About um, like basically your level, it's a quadrant demonstrating your levels of knowledge. Um, you know, in green, you don't know anything. Blue, you're kind of getting a handle on it, but like it's still pretty darn clear to everyone around you that you don't know anything. <laughs> um yellow, you're, you're getting better. Like you have control of the horse, you know, some basic things, but, and you're somewhat competent, but it's, you still don't know as much as you think, you know, um, and then red, um, you think, you know, everything, but it's still very clear that you don't. Yeah. It says you do, do not ask for help because you don't ask for it cause you don't need it because you're supposed to know everything and you, you think you are in control. Right. Yeah. Pony dad. I we remember know taking we're in control. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember my dad going to a horse show with me. Okay. This is probably the first and the last one he went to. Uh, I was, you know, putting the wraps on my horse or tacking them up in the stall. And I said, Hey dad, watch him. I got to go out and grab something. So I, I'm like, watch him. He's, my dad's standing right outside the stall. And I run out the door to get something. And my dad watches my horse walk out of the stall, leave and gallop up the hill. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I was watching him. Oh my God. He's they, like, I watched him. I watched him go right up there. Walk right out and take off running. Like, close the door, Dad. <laughs> oh my God. That's Pony Dad for you. Well, hey, you can find these and other articles about horses and all the fun over on horsenation.com. Deanne, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Sure thing. It was great talking to you guys. Have a good week. Sleep in a little bit because your body needs it. You took children's skiing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Have a good week, guys. Bye, Bye Deanne. Bye. <laughs> All right. Let's move on today with, uh, well, I got to ask you, is anybody but me having first world problems today? Um, Just one or two. Oh, okay. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Before I get to first world problems, I have to tell you how to say Palomino horse in Mandarin. Mandarin. Are you okay. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Is it? Does it look like something you can even say? Uh, well, I don't know if you can pronounce this because you can't pronounce <laughs> anything, but I learned how to say the word horse first. Um, and uh, I want you to repeat after me. Okay. Ma. Ma. That's I can it. say that. <laughs> that horse. <laughs> really? Horse like M-A? Ma? Ma. Ma. Um, so he said phonetically Palomino horse would be pa el wo mean. Oh, me in wo ma. What? 
<laughs> exactly. That's Palomino Horse in Mandarin. Pa El Wo Mi En Wo Ma. How's it? No, don't answer that. I don't remember if you have a first world problem, <laughs> you can submit it um, to us by becoming an auditor. How do they do that, Glenn? To become an auditor, you just go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right hand side of the page, and you're going to see an auditor banner there. You click on that for as little as $3 a month, and it's a donation. You're basically supporting the show. If you like the content and you want to just help support the hosts like Jamie and other, other hosts here on the Horse Radio Network, click on that and. Uh, uh, she gets the, she gets part of that money every month, so she appreciates uh, you supporting her too. All right. Well, we remember if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. It's like skiing; you can't, everything's first world when you're involved in that. So uh, we're going to start with our listeners, and they submit these problems, and they're the ones that have these really sad tales, like Lindsay. She says it's supposed to hit sixty this week. But the outdoor arena is so muddy that I'm going to have to ride in the indoor. (laughs) Sharon says it's going to be 70 this week and we have a horse show. But my horse has a big fuzzy winter coat. So it'll be all sweaty instead of super pretty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everybody else's horse is going to be all sweaty too. So I know. Kind of evens the playing field. Let's see. We're going to go over to Jennifer. Jennifer says, we're trying to have a baby. Full, by the way. Full. <laughs> oh, okay. We're trying to have a baby, but my mare is so sweet all the time that I can't tell when she's in heat. <laughs> <laughs> it is like you lead a little leg like, you let them know when they're grumpy and hateful and want to kill all the other horses that they're not in heat. But when all of a sudden they're super sweet. Hmm. Might be time. So yeah, that sucks. (laughs) I had that issue with pink. She's so nice to everybody. Like, you're just like, are you in heat or are you not? Uh, Kara said it was finally gorgeous weather today after two weeks of deep freeze. And today it was so warm. I couldn't even work the horses. It was too hot. What? That's not a thing. Come on, Kara. Uh, Robin says that my daughter likes to That's only a thing if you live in Florida and Arizona. Anywhere else you don't get to claim that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I I don't know where you live, but I would like to go to there. Um, Robin says, my daughter likes to clean stalls for me, but now I have less time to listen to horses in the morning. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people listen to us when they muck stalls. Yeah, then they're just not allowed to help. There's nothing that can interfere with this. Or you just sit and watch and listen while they're working. Oh, that's just better. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, like those guards do with the guns while yeah, the guys are right. in the field. Well, and in the old days, they used to sit on their horses. So you could just sit on your horse and watch. Mm-hmm. 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 They were that's called gun call. bulls, by the way. Look at you. Fact of the day. Two of them. Uh, Laura <laughs> said, my husband was laid off his job, so he's been home to help do chores in the morning. But that means we get done faster, and I don't get to listen to the entire HRN episode. This is becoming oh an God. epidemic. <laughs> this is a it problem. Is. <laughs> this is a problem for us. We, this has got to end, this problem. This is, we this need is you crazy. listening to the entire show. This uh, can't be born. No. Um, Margaret says, I have a horse named Jack. And then I got a second horse, and his name is Jack, too. And I can't have two Jacks, so I renamed the second horse Jacques. And now you can't say the name without using a French accent. Jacques. And apparently last week I pronounced it right. It's You're not allowed Jacques. to have a Jacques and a Jack in the same. Jack and Jacques. <laughs> That's just not <laughs> Yeah, you can't say, hey, Jack, hi, Jacques. You can't not say it without that accent. I love it. 
Um, Caroline, this is, I mean, I feel like we have a theme today because Caroline says, I can't listen to HRN when I ride anymore because I'm using my PIVO to record me. You can't do both at the same time. You guys all need to get your priorities straight here. It's true. The PIVO, I listen to podcasts or music when I ride and I hook up the PIVO and I'm like, but I can't hear anything. Is the anything. PIVO the thing that follows you around when you, like yeah, the video you, thing? Put a, you put your phone So your son doesn't phone. have to do it anymore. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Lisa says that um, I'm on holiday with, and I believe she lives in New Zealand or Australia. I'm on holiday with my four horses to ride and it's super sunny and hot and all my friends are working. So I can only ride on the beach on the weekends. (laughs) Yeah. You just pissed off the whole United States. (laughs) Exactly. I got to tell you this one, April's is kind of long, but I feel like you should stick with me because she says, a historic winter storm recently blanketed the Pacific Northwest in ice, which resulted in power, water, and communications outages for hundreds of thousands of Portland area residents for a week or more, including the farms where I board and where I work. I mean, yeah, we had a generator to power the essentials like aisle lights, heated automatic waterers, and the well, but we had to go an entire week without the in-floor heating and the solarium lights in the wash rack. <laughs> I think I saw that she's now on 10 days without power. Uh, well, she's, you know, I mean, that's fine. She's got a generator, but her floors are cold, Glenn. How is one to deal <laughs> I know, with that? That is terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Jillian says, I got a new horse in late fall and a new puppy yesterday. Yay! But everybody needs to be trained. <laughs> it's exhausting. I had, I had a toddler and a puppy at the same time, and I... I I'm st- I have post-traumatic stress. I'll never have a puppy again. Um, Carrie says, I couldn't get to the barn this weekend, and my friend was checking on my horse for me, but she couldn't get any good photos to share with me, so I had to go a whole two days without seeing his adorable face. <laughs> uh, Jessica says, oh, I, my riding pants are too big because I lost 95 pounds. Wow, Jessica, that's well, amazing. That's great. Treat yourself. Get yeah. some new clothes. Now, you mentioned Jason's Crabtree is having a birthday. Yes. Um, and his wife posted this and I, it just brings up more questions for me than answers because she says, I didn't get to ride my new horse on Saturday because they threw a shower for us and I was busy eating cake. So hold on. So they threw it. Is it a new horse shower or is Rhonda having a baby? I don't think Rhonda's having a baby. So did they have, is that a thing? A new horse shower? I don't know. Maybe but- it's a Canadian thing. You know what? If everybody gets a new horse shower, I am overdue for about yeah. 400 hours. <laughs> do you get gifts? Get, Rhonda, we need to know. Would you please let us know? Do you get That's gifts? That's it, it makes me ask more questions do you and get, answers. Like, is there, are the gifts for your pony? I, I don't, I've never heard of that. Carissa says it's finally warmed up enough to ride and my horse decided to play too hard and hurt himself. And then he was finally sound for a lesson, but he was an absolute nut because I couldn't ride him before. <laughs> <laughs> and our final equestrian first world problem says you've been following the saga of Di- Diane who lives moved to North Carolina and her horses weren't delivered and like took a month to get her horses there from the shipping company. And she said the forces finally arrived in North Carolina, but it's too cold and wet to ride. <laughs> <laughs> we It'll dry did. up soon enough yeah. by summertime. You'll, It'll dry you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be, uh, you'll be, you'll be okay. You're living in North Carolina. You'll be fine. All right, very good. I think it's time 
for some study show before, and we'll, we'll do an after show today. We have no idea what we're going to talk about for the auditors in the after show, but we'll come up with something. Uh, so, uh, study show. So this is a segment. I don't even have a bumper for this. Do I do have a bumper for this? It's been so long since we did Sunday's show. I don't even know if we have a bumper for this. God, it's been months since we did this. I don't think I do. So, study show is a segment that uh, we started doing years ago where I look on Google and I just put in study show. And I go into the news and I look over the last month and see what we've wasted our money studying and how many of them we already knew the answer to. Right. All right. So, that's the concept. Here we go. So, uh, do you want to guess or do you want me to just tell you and you can comment on them? I'll guess, I'll okay. guess, because right, it's right. been a while. I, I might have new things. Well, your first guess there. is, what's one of the two things we always see in study show? Coffee? Yeah, well, that's right, and that's the first one. <laughs> black black coffee can be good for your... Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it says always it's either good or bad for your heart. That's correct. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Black coffee can be good for your heart. There you go. And the next study next month will be bad for your heart. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? One of these days I'm going to get a study show. I'm going to go through all the past study shows and pick out all the coffee ones and just read them in order and see how how they've changed over the years. That's such a stupid study because that study has been done a billion times. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, Human noise affects animal. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave you the whole thing. That's how short it was. Human noise affects animal behavior. Did you know that? Human noise affects animal behavior. Like, yeah, I don't read the studies. That's just what the like. If you're says. loud, yeah, your dog's yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So animals are affected by how loud you are. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like your horse really doesn't like it when you clap your hands right in front of his face. So new studies show drops in world blank. New studies show drops in world blank. COVID. Well, that's true. That is true. That's not the answer to this one, though. Oh. <laughs> New st- I, I avoided all... St- if, I, if I added COVID studies in here, that's all we'd do. So I, there's no oh, COVID okay. studies gotcha. in here. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, New studies show drops in world insect population. You could that's not- because we just had a freaking freeze for two <laughs> weeks straight. There's no bugs left. And you could not tell that by living in Florida. We got plenty of insects. I have not seen a drop in the insect population in Florida. We need two, two full weeks of uh, sub-zero temperatures. Yes, we do. We don't get that, so we have insects. Women now outnumber blank in medical school. This is an easy one. Men, obviously. Yes, but there's a second part to this study. And studies show that it's good... It's good for the patients. That is correct. You are so good today. Ding, 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 ding. That really? That is correct. Yep. Women are now outnumber men in med school, and studies show that it's good for patients. I think it's because you guys are more patient. <laughs> so that's, that's what I we think have better is. bedside manners. Well, I have a female general practitioner now, and she's probably the best doctor I've ever had. Um. And that could be just because she's a good doctor. And there's a study you didn't have to pay for. (laughs) I didn't have to pay millions of dollars to do that study. I could have told you that. New studies show some personalities enjoy greater blank than others. Um, New studies show personalities enjoy greater amounts of chocolate than others. <laughs> That's probably true as well. I'll give you ding 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 for that because I'm sure there's a study that shows that. No, this this actually says, and this is a does study. New studies show that some personalities enjoy greater career success than others. 
Yeah, if you're a driven person and you're kind of a type A, you're probably going to be successful at your career. Okay, that was stupid. That is a stupid one. I told you. Uh, Studies show that blank is good for you. Sex. (laughs) That is the other thing that usually shows up in all these studies. But this time it's not. It's not sex this time. Studies show that gardening is good for you. Now, I have a garden, much to be most people's surprise. But uh, I actually have a garden in the summertime. Now, I have a flower garden because vegetables don't do – we've never gotten vegetables to do very well. And I never understood planting one onion to get one onion. That just drives me crazy. But Yeah, uh, but you're planting flowers. But you they get look nothing pretty out outside my window. Yeah, um, but they don't feed you. And it's good for me. I really – does. it is relaxing. It is definitely relaxing. Unless you have a brown thumb, then it just pisses you off. Then the other study says, studies show people with brown thumbs are just pissed all the time. So that's the other study. Okay, this is a good one. Eating blank foods every day can be bad for you. (laughs) Eating, I mean, these are so, yeah, I can't even make up stupid stuff. (laughs) But high in sugar or high in salt foods? Uh, this that's uh, that's probably true too. Uh, eating canned foods every day can be bad for you. High in salt. There Did you we go. need a study to tell us that eating fast food every day is probably bad for you? Blank are good for you and help you feel less tired later in the day. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably also true. Thirty a healthy minute, hot breakfast. Thirty minute naps are good for you and. Now, this was a study that says that naps are good for you and make you feel less tired later in the day. You take a siesta. That's why the people in Spain go out to dinner at 10 p.m. because, like, they've taken a nap. They feel great. Did we really need a study? I can tell you that when I take a nap, I feel better later in the day. I can just tell you that. I didn't need a study. Didn't need to spend any money on that. Exercise can bolster your blank at the office. let be oh at the office. Let me but let's not do that. That's a me too situation. We even, uh, I knew you were going to say that too. <laughs> let's see. What, say it again. Exercise. Exercise can bolster your blank at the office. Your attention span. Well, I'm going to give you that energy. One. That's a ding ding ding. Brain power. It's brain, brain power. power. And again, kind of a dust study because exercise has been proven over the years to bolster your to make you more alert and awake and. Better brain power. This this should be not be study show. This is study show again. Again, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, now I love the next one because I'm this is going to lead to a conversation between you and I because I eat oh, these every day. Oh no! Blank help you lose weight. It's not bacon. Almonds. How the hell did you pull almonds out of there? Nuts are fattening. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know the answers to these. You told me to guess. Strawberries help you lose weight. And I have strawberries every morning for breakfast. Strawberries are very good for you, uh, for the uh, strawberries and apples, apparently. So what do you have for breakfast? Do you, do you also, Jennifer and I tend to eat the same breakfast every day. You get in the habit. And then some days I want to have a different breakfast, but I, so I just like the breakfast I have every day. I cannot stand having sweet things for breakfast. So when Chad makes pancakes or something, I'll have a pancake, but with no syrup. But what I really like the best in the morning. Um, <laughs> Let me guess. Can I guess? Whole, You'll never guess. Some whole mucilex granola stuff uh, in some almond milk. That is a good guess. Um, but no, because those are too sweet. So I have tomatoes and toast almost every morning. Sliced tomatoes. You and almost have a British be- breakfast, less the bacon, sausage, eggs, and and uh, beans. 
All those things. And then I also <laughs> now, sometimes I get up in the morning and I still, I probably do this three days a week as I have Marmite on toast. Oh, you are convinced about that now, aren't you? I, I like, I eat it all the time. It's so salty and delicious. <laughs> Once so, I'm done with that, I'm moving to Vegemite. So. so you basically have tomato sandwiches for breakfast every day. Is what Pretty you're much. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow, that's interesting. I have yogurt, strawberry yogurt with strawberries in it over a gluten-free, one of those frozen gluten-free waffles every day for breakfast. Yeah. That's what I have. What kind of yogurt are you having? Greek yogurt or are you having garbage yogurt? No, it's uh, it's this, the ones that have as high a probiotic yogurt. Okay. But I have that every day because when I was having stomach issues, especially, is when I really started that. And now I've just gotten to have it and I really like it. So I but hope I, nobody ever hears this show. <laughs> A new study of... This is the last one. <laughs> What's the other thing? The third thing that we've had, and it is a breakfast food, that we've had in studies almost every month for 10 years. A breakfast food? Yes. The most uh, popular breakfast food. Eggs? Yes. Eggs have been studied to death. Well, I'm just going to read this one to you. A new study of over 500,000 people. That's a big study, by the way. Most of these studies are like 300 people. Has found eating eggs increases the risk of dying from all causes, including cardiovascular disease and cancer. Wait, say that again? Sorry. A new study of over half a million people has found that eating eggs increases the risk of dying from all causes, including cardiovascular disease and cancer. What? Haven't we had studies over the years that say eggs are good for you? I don't know. I, you know what? I don't have to tell my husband that because he's he's he'll be dead by fifty. <laughs> Eats a lot of eggs. Uh, yeah, he and Lucas both. Yeah, but then I could find five studies. But this was a study of five. How do you study five hundred thousand people, by the way? Um, but uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Eggs are killing you, and coffee's good for you. Today, uh, today, and strawberries too. So if you have strawberries and coffee for breakfast and no eggs, you're great. You're in good shape. And okay. and then just have a can of SpaghettiOs at lunch. At the, no, at, you can't have canned foods oh, either. that's right. You can't have canned food either. <sighs> We're all going to die. It's so confusing. Anyway, that's it. That's the study show. And as usual, it's a bunch of crap. And I'll have a bunch of studies next week that will counteract all of these, and I'll say eggs are the most wonderful thing you could eat. My mom always preached to us that eggs were good for you, and and but they both died of heart disease. So, <laughs> so there you go. Maybe that's proof. Wow, uh oh, that's proof. I got a lot of chickens to shoot. Then. <laughs> yeah, you chicken people. Look at that, all you chicken people out there. Can we talk before we go? And auditors, hang around. We'll we'll chat with you too. But you went to England. I did. And you learned that they all eat the same breakfast that's served everywhere. And we watched, this came up because over the weekend, I watched a couple of specials on YouTube about how they came up with this breakfast and why it started. But the, the British, traditional British breakfast is baked beans, tomatoes grilled, eggs of some sort, sausage, and bacon, and toast. So that's a traditional British breakfast. 
uh, which, by the way, you would just starve to death. <clears throat> well, you could have the toast and the tomatoes, and then it would be normal breakfast for you. But I didn't like the baked beans. I didn't really like their bacon all that much. Their sausage, which was, was different, too. I don't... Oh, oh, and I forgot blood pudding. That's in there, too. Um... I forgot the blood pudding. So there's Gross. the traditional. I don't know how you guys do that. Do our British listeners? Do you really eat that every day? Everywhere we went, that's what they serve for breakfast. Or is that just for the tourists? Or do you guys actually eat it? Is my question. Oh, that sounds like what Chad had for breakfast every morning when that he was there what, in England. Yeah, that yeah. that is what you have. Um, I I didn't ever see Marmite or try it because probably they were like, oh, those are Americans. They were too we busy eating the blood, blood pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, no, blood pudding was not a thing that he had, but the sausage and eggs and all that yeah. stuff. And tomatoes. I never understood tomatoes for breakfast. That was the first time I'd ever seen tomatoes for breakfast, too. I guess you now, well, too. I, I, see, you took I, some of that British home with you. you got, you're got you eating I'll, Marmite you know tomatoes for breakfast. If you put together the combination of bread, cheese, and tomatoes I like on a, on a desert desert island. I would survive. I'd be happy for the. Rest I could of my live life. on that too. I love tomatoes. I could live on that too. I'd be with you on that one. Tomatoes, I have toast, my Greek and yogurt cheese. too. <laughs> 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 and some strawberries, <laughs> and some coffee, and a few cans of spaghettios. <laughs> I was listening to the thing. I was a um uh of audio of people in England, and they were like, "Okay, England and Ireland over in Europe, I guess in general." And it was like a. Uh, an audio version of like being people being interviewed, like what is your remedy for the flu? And almost every one of the remedies, I mean, aside from the lady who's like, what you do is you're going to take your socks that you wore the day before <laughs> and you wrap them around your neck and you go to sleep and you lay in bed for three days with your old sweaty socks wrapped around your neck. And then you wake up and you're fine. And I was like, well, three days, you're probably going to be fine anyway, but whatever. Um, so that was her remedy, but everybody else's remedy was like, you know what I do is I have a hot breakfast in the morning, a hot breakfast with coffee and eggs and toast and bacon. You must have a hot breakfast and a shot of whiskey. <laughs> like everybody was like, what you do is you put a cup and you put a hot tea in it and then you dump some rum into the tea and then you'll be fine. Drink that 11 times a day. <laughs> I bet you they're a, they're a relaxed group. It's a relaxed group, right? Every, you know what? You don't care that you have the flu because you're wasted all day. <laughs> That's right. Wake up in the morning and you build, you brew your tea and you put in a shot of whiskey. And then after that, you have bacon. Are you a tea drinker, That's, by the way? I don't know if I've ever uh, asked you that. Ice tea. Ice tea. Hot tea. No. No? Hot tea? Yeah. I, you know, I like I like, I love iced tea. I have iced tea all the time. But I like hot tea occasionally. But then it's got to be fruity and sweet. I can't drink that, like, black stuff. Yeah. So. No, I like hot tea if I'm uh, on an empty stomach. It does not agree with me. But if I have maybe tea and biscuits, I should start having in the afternoon. If I'm going to meet the queen and you start drinking hot tea. Welcome to Food in the Morning. It's a new show we're doing here. On this is radio. really boring and nobody cares. Nobody's even listening to this <laughs> I know, show. We're going to go. Nobody's listening to this episode anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so Your audio is cracking up. We just need to end this. All right. Bye, everybody. Spay, neuter, geld.